Hello and welcome to Tools to Create a Better Life with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. All right, so let's talk about how to be more confident. And I'll tell you what, I spent most of my life not being confident. I was quiet, I was often shy, I was often pretending that I didn't know anything. So believe me, I get it when you talk to me about not feeling confident. Oh my gosh, so much so. Now here's the thing that I've learned over the years. You really have to fake it to make it. And I know that that's an overused term. I know that that might be annoying to hear, but honestly, you can't learn confidence. You could read a billion books on confidence or watch videos on confidence. It's not actually going to contribute. What's going to contribute is you choosing to be confident in those times where you're not feeling it. And and again, fake it until you make it. So let's say business meetings are an area that are difficult for you to feel confident or feel like you could uh, speak up during. So what if you chose right now that the next business meeting you're in, you will say at least one thing. You will add at least one uh, piece of information or you will respond to one question or you'll add an idea, whatever it might be. You'll do just one. So what will occur if you choose that, so then the business meeting comes and you add just that one, is you'll see that you don't die. (laughs) Now, I know that seems really extreme, but a lot of times these are the stories that we've attached is we've said, oh, well, this is the way it is. Yeah, no, who knows what might occur from your choice to add one thing in that business meeting. Now, there might be people who don't like it. There might be somebody who disagrees with it or who talks over you. Like there's all sorts of things. But in order for you to choose to be confident more and more and more, you have to do the thing once. And then from there, you'll get a sense. Now, let's say somebody does say, oh, that won't work. Okay, so now you can utilize that information as a reason and a justification to never be confident again. Or you can go, okay, cool information. You could ask for more information. You could say, hey, can you say more about why that wouldn't work? Or can we discuss that? So now, oh my gosh, you're saying two things in this meeting. So do you get a sense of what I mean here? It's really where you're just choosing to be the confidence that you're telling yourself you're not. (laughs) And the more that you choose that, the more that you're going to build that muscle of confidence. Because to me, that's all it is. It's, It's a muscle that if you are truly willing to be confident, you have to go to the gym. You have to work those muscles. People aren't born with confidence. People do it again and again. Now, some people have less of uh, caring (laughs) in terms of they don't care if somebody disagrees with them. They don't care if somebody's going to say that's silly. 
So they have less of that. Chances are, if you've defined yourself as low confidence or lack of confidence, you do care and you take that information very personally. And my sweet friends, that is what needs to stop. If somebody disagrees with you, if somebody has a different point of view than you, if somebody tells you you're crazy, if somebody says anything to you, that only has to do with them and nothing to do with you, okay? So this is something that we don't often look at. Judgment is to do with the judger, not the judgee, which means if somebody says to you, that's a stupid idea, That's a judgment. So then they're actually defining themselves. It has to do with them, not with what you said. It's their lack of whatever, lack of possibility to ask more questions about it, lack of willingness to ask more questions about it, lack of doing the thing you suggested. I mean, there's a billion things around it, but it only has to do with them. But what we do is we make it personal. We make it about us. And that's where we go wrong. That's where then we create this lie that we're not confident. It's not that we're not confident. It's just that we are allowing people to control us through their judgment. (laughs) So in case you're not familiar, I utilize the tools of access consciousness. And so when there's a lot of energy likes going on right now, as I'm talking about this, we're going to run the clearing statement to clear that energy. And it's right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So if you would like more information about how the clearing statement works, you can go to theclearingstatement.com for more information. But basically, it's like a magic wand. When all of that energy comes up, when we're basically, we start energetically fighting. It's like, no, no, that's not it. No, people don't control me. No, you know, all that about it. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah, and it's like a magic wand, and it starts, it starts dissipating all of that defense, all of that fight, all of that rightness, all of the wrongness, so that we can have more space with that, and we can look at, in this situation, yeah, you know what, I have allowed people to control me through their judgment. Like, get the sense of that. You're sitting in a business meeting. You share an idea. Somebody says, well, that's stupid. What are they, what are they really trying to do? They're trying to shut you up. That's why they say that. They're controlling you. And so if you don't take that personal, if you don't get offended by it, if you don't add a story to it, if you just go, oh, can you, can you say more about why that's stupid? Guess who has the control now? Yeah. So it's a totally different spin on what we're supposed to do in this reality when somebody says an idea of ours is stupid or any judgment. I'm just using this business example. Uh, But please, look at the areas of your life where you're saying you're not confident. What is it that's really going on? Now, in some cases, it's going to be just where you just need to build the muscle up. Cool. And some places you're going to look at, wow, when I did that one thing, I said that one thing, so-and-so made fun of me, Uh, somebody looked at me funny. Uh, The other thing is, guys, we are so infinitely aware that guess what? We don't even have to have people say it to us. Oh my gosh, 
We're aware energetically. If we walk into uh, a room and people don't like false eyelashes and I walk into a room wearing them, I'm going to be aware of that judgment. And I don't mean just don't like them because there's a lot of people who just don't like them, but they don't have a point of view, but they just don't like them. But if there's people there who are like, they're, they're horrible, they're awful, they're disgusting, they make you look like a whore. I mean, there's all these things. <laughs> That's just fun to say. Um, you know, that, and then I can be aware of that. Now, I could take that on, and in the past I would have. In fact, there would have been a time that I wouldn't have even wore fake eyelashes because they were for the whores. They were for, uh, you know, the people who danced on stage or like they wouldn't have just been for fun. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. No, you don't do that. Like I lived my life in that. So when I talk about not being confident, believe me, I let a lot of people and a lot of people's interesting points of views control me, control what I look like, control how I showed up, controlled how I bead in that situation. And again, it was very rarely with words. I could energetically perceive. And this was way before I even knew what energy was, right? As a child, we often joke about, you know, mom gave us that look. Mom's controlling us through that look. It's like, we know what that look means. Right, wrong, good, bad, all night, foot, box, shirts, ways, and odds. There's a lot of energy on mom's look. And then probably a lot of moms listening go, I wish my kids would get the look. They don't get it. I give it to them and they don't react. Yeah. So, you know, really looking at that and and look at the areas where you you say you're not confident or you have low self-esteem. These are all very similar energies. Low confidence, low self-esteem, low self-worth. All of those things. Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, puck, shorts, boys and beyonds. Now, worthy and deserving are things that I talk about a lot. For a few reasons. One, because I spend a lot of time trying to be worthy and to be deserving while judging myself that I wasn't. Yeah, you can't. You you can't. It's like having your foot on a brake and the gas at the same time. It doesn't work. If you're judging yourself as low self-worth, you cannot change it. The other problem with it is that you can't actually change a lie. You can never change a lie, which means you can't change it. You will, if you are judging yourself as low self-worth, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, uh, low deserving, low whatever that, I don't know how to say that, your lack of deserving maybe, all of those take judgment. All of those are judgment, worthy, deserving. Like there's people on the planet who I'm pretty sure we would all agree don't deserve to breathe and yet they still breathe. So it's not about worthy and deserving. It's never about that. It's never about confidence and never about self-esteem. So the willingness to be all of you and the willingness to be out of control, which means nobody and nothing can control you. Even if your mom walks in the room and gives you that look, you don't stop being you. Whew. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, putt, box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now, it also doesn't mean that you aren't aware of what will create greater. So there's going to be times and places where you being a certain way isn't going to create greater. So don't do it there. 
don't be that there. Let's say, um, let's say you have a really uh, loud laugh. I have a, I have a fairly loud laugh. I'm, I've heard people with louder laughs, but I've got a fairly loud laugh. Uh, I also have a really um, <laughs> bizarre sense of humor. There's a lot of things that I can like laugh and laugh and laugh about. Now, if I was in a situation where it wasn't appropriate to be laughing, then I've got a choice to make. And I don't necessarily mean, I don't don't mean appropriate from judgment. I mean, will it create more or will it not? I'll give you an example that's coming to mind now. So years ago, one of my uncles, he was in his 90s, had uh, passed away. And this was before all the energy work that I do. This is before I knew anything about this world the energy world, I mean. And so we went to the funeral and we were we were family. He didn't have any uh, spouse or kids. So we were out of, up at the front. And I was not even knowing what was going on, but I was so aware of him. And I could not wipe the grin off of my face. Like I was so happy. And at the time, I didn't know it was him. Like, I didn't I really didn't know what was going on. I wasn't sad. Nobody in the church was sad. He'd lived a phenomenal life. Like everybody was really grateful for the time he had here and all of that. So nobody was crying. But it was a little bit bizarre to be like so over the top happy. And this is what, you know, when I was at the front, I was grateful to be at the front cuz then I could be that. Now, when I was talking to some family members after, I didn't, I made sure not to maybe be that over the top with it because it was so exciting. Like, again, a little while later, I realized I'd tapped into, you know, what he was being and how he was thrilled with the whole, all the things, right? But at the time, it wouldn't have created more to be that with some of the family members. And so that's where we talk about it. We don't want to necessarily go, oh, this is wrong and I should be sad. No, but it's like, okay, I always say, know your audience. Know your audience. There's going to be people that you could, that I could share that with and how, how happy I was and how tapped into him I was. And there's going to be people that that wasn't going to create more for. So be aware. Know your audience. Be you, no matter what, don't ever cut off or staple or fold or mutilate any part of you to be with somebody, but also be aware, be aware of what's going to create more. Yeah, yeah. So anywhere you haven't been willing to be aware and you created some not so wonderful interactions uh, or situations, we just destroy and uncreate all that or turn it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pet box, shorts, boys and beyonds. All right. And so make sure, guys, I would love to be playing with you somewhere, somehow. So make sure to check out my upcoming classes. I've got a page that we just constantly update with all the new things. Many, many, many of them are online. In fact, at this point, most of them are online. Uh, And there are some in-person things also. But do check that out. We've got the link here somewhere. You can find it. And I look forward to playing with you somewhere. So if you are willing to fake it till you make it, show up, make the choice, be the whatever it is in that moment, yeah, how much more magic would you actually create in your life? What more might be possible if you were willing to actually be you without the filter, without the mask, without the definition of who you think you should be? 
So prior to studying access consciousness, I had my business for um, about 10, nine, nine or 10 years. Uh, and so I facilitated a lot of classes. I facilitated Reiki classes and Theta Healing classes and angel classes and mediumship classes and all sorts of classes. And I had this really interesting point of view that as the teacher, I had to be a certain way. So I had to be professional. I had to have everything written out ahead of time. I had to have all the things figured out. I had like, there was just so much. There was just so much judgment in my world of what me as a good facilitator looked like and how that needed to show up. What ends up happening with those points of views is you start cutting off pieces and parts of you. So that means when I went then to class, one, I had to prepare for hours before. And then I would go. And what happens is it's not very fun to repeat facilitation. (laughs) You know, like to go over it again. I've already went through it once. Now I'm just going to go in and repeat it. Now I'm bored, which makes it not very fun. The other thing that occurs is the people who are coming, I'm not aware of where they're at because I'm going in with the with the decision already of what we're going to talk about rather than where are they? What do they require? And more just speaking to them in that moment. Now, I don't mean you should go in unprepared. That's not what I mean. But I just went in overprepared. I went in with so much judgment. I went in of, you know, I wouldn't even leave at lunch times. Because I needed to be available to anybody who needed me. Because as a, as a good teacher, as a good facilitator, that's what you do. <sighs> anybody else feel really heavy with that? Yeah. And so this is what occurs is all of that judgment. And then, of course, I don't feel confident when I'm doing it because I'm not being me. I'm not allowing me to be anything except what I've defined as a good teacher, which what if I was willing to be a bad teacher or a bad facilitator? Like, what if we didn't judge ourselves at all for whatever area? Maybe you're not confident with with uh, the opposite sex or maybe the same sex or whatever it is. Like, what have you defined that you're supposed to be in those situations? That if you got rid of those definitions, yeah, would allow you to be you. I mean, really, would you want to be on a, you know, on a date with somebody who you couldn't be you with? Yeah, (laughs) right, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pud, box, shorts, boys and beyonds. Now, I haven't dated in over 25 years, I think, maybe even longer. It's been a long time. So I can't really speak from experience to this because it's been a long time. And I was very young when hubby and I met. So I, I didn't have a whole lot of experience prior. But I work with enough people who, you know, I get that if you have to be somebody different to be with them, is that fun? Is that actually what you would like? Like, what if you start looking at that? And it doesn't even have to be dating, even at work. If you have to be somebody different eight hours a day, five days a week, is that fun? Now, I am in no way saying you should end your relationship or you should quit your job or anything, but start looking at those definitions that you probably put on and checking in if they're still valuable because they're probably, any definition is a judgment, actually. Definition by definition alone is a limitation. It's a judgment. Like, what if you could just be you? And then let people around you choose. 
Yeah, yeah. And if they don't like it, cool, that's great information for you because there's going to be a whole bunch of people that do. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, putt, puck, shorts, boys, beyonds. Now that's an energy that I do recall in my few years of dating that I did do was that, is that I would be whatever they needed me to be so they would like me because the point of view that I had was there wouldn't be anybody else. So if they liked me, they're probably the only one, you know, and what that, what that really was, was I didn't like me. So if I didn't like me, how could anybody else like me? So of course I needed to change who I was for somebody else to like me because I didn't like me. So I, oh my gosh, isn't that exhausting? Like that's exhausting when I think about that now. And that really comes from the energy of, of definition that I, one, I needed someone and two, that, that I didn't like me. And so if you might be something along, you know, with this whole confidence thing that you want to look at is, do you like you? Yeah. And if you don't, what is that? Like, get curious about that. Like, truly, what is that? Because it could be that you don't like that you've, you know, bended and folded and stapled and mutilated yourself continuously into somebody you're not. So it might be just changing that. It might be that it's not even yours. That lack of like of you, you might be aware of all the people on the planet who don't like themselves. So you've taken that on as though you don't like you. I mean, there's so many different things it could be, but get curious about that. Get curious because you're the one who's with you more than you'll be with anybody ever, ever. So, and maybe there's some things to change. Maybe you don't like that you're, um, I don't know, unkind in the morning. (laughs) Now, mornings are easy for me. I'm much more of a morning person than an evening person. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people wake up cranky and they judge themselves for being cranky and then they're cranky to their family and all that. So if that's something and you just don't like being that way, then what's it going to take to change it? Like, be honest with yourself about the, the places that you don't like and get curious, okay? That's, that's an area I don't like. I don't like waking up and being cranky with my kids. Now, for me, if I had kids, I don't have children, but if I did, I know that I would have to get up before them. Like, I require some time in the morning. So one of the reasons I would say hubby and I get along so well is that he's a sleeper. So I get up five or six in the morning and he gets up eight, nine, 10, 11 sometimes. I love that. I love quiet in the morning. So that works for me. But let's say he started getting up at 6 a.m. So then I know for me, I need to get up either earlier or I need to, you know, maybe come down to my office first thing in the morning, whatever I need to do for me. So I don't necessarily have to change that part of me that I like quiet time in the morning. Uh, So then I can look at, okay, so what do I need to do to make this work for me? So if I had young kids, then it would be getting up before them because, you know, (laughs) you probably can't just sneak off to the office. Um, So it's like really get curious with these things and look at and and get honest with yourself about the lack of confidence, the lack of self-esteem, the the lack of self-worth, the lack of self-deserving, whatever all of that might be. Maybe there's only one of those for you. Get honest with yourself about it. What is it really? Because it's not true. All of those are not a part of who you be. So what can you change? What action can you take? What might be possible beyond all of that insanity? 
right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And if you didn't judge you or define you as low self-esteem or low self-confidence or low self-worth or low self-deserving, you didn't define yourself or judge you as those, what magic could you create? Yeah, so you could say, wow, you know what? Yep, in business meetings, I have been I have been pretending I don't have confidence. Okay, cool. So what, what can I be and do different to change that? And you don't have to look for an answer with that question, but just get curious. Like, what can I be and do different to change that? Get really curious with that. What can I be and do different to change that? Curious. And the universe will deliver. The universe always responds to your asks. You just got to ask. And you will get the awareness. You'll get the information. Something will show up. There'll be a possibility. There'll be an opening at the next business meeting where you can easily share something. And then look at all the stuff that comes with that. Oh, wow, I know that that person wasn't happy when they said that. Cool. Could use the tool, interesting point of view. I have that point of view. Guess what? There's going to be a ton of people on the planet who aren't happy with things you say or do. Okay. (laughs) There'll be a ton of people who are happy with things you do or say. Okay. If we allow those things to stop us or to control us, we are no longer living. We're, we're living for someone else or by someone else's rules. Whew. So everywhere, it's been more valuable to be controlled than to be you. Will you destroy and uncreate all that and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, puck, shorts, boys, and beyond. So <sighs> thank you so much, guys, for being here. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. And again, come and play. I would love to play with you somewhere. If you love this, make sure you you subscribe or you uh, give a review or you do whatever you can wherever you are listening to this. Um, I love you. I adore you. I am grateful for you. And I look forward to playing with you somewhere soon. <laughs>